Hello and welcome to this episode of Der Ausblick, where today we will be taking a look at Bayern's upcoming weekend Bundesliga fixture against Werder Bremen. It is officially the week of the comeback, the week where we get things back under control, a.k.a. Marco Polo's favorite week of the year. I am joined by Tom Adams. Tom, how are you doing on this fine day? Well, other than being relatively infuriated with uh, Skype because I just tried like 50,000 times to log in and it didn't want to work for whatever reason, other than that, I'm doing all right. Uh, And just as you said, ready for it to be the weekend and ready for Bayern to get back in that dub column in the Bundesliga. Uh, so I'm ready for a absolute Bremen battering. I don't think that there could be a better team for Bayern Munich to start their uh, reestablishment of dominance in the Bundesliga than against such a underpowered and uh, injured Werder Bremen team. So far, they are only 14th in the league on 14 points with a minus 7 goal difference. They had a bunch of bite in them at the beginning of the season, but they've lost a lot of that. A lot of Bremen's success from last year, or relative success, came from the fact that they had some really great attacking talent. But it doesn't seem that much of that attacking talent has wanted to stay healthy. Their starting center forward, Nicholas Fulkrug, who they just got from Hanover, went down early in the season with an injury. He's out for the rest of the season. Finn Bartles, their backup, uh, also is out with an injury. And the American Josh Sargent is also out with an injury, so they will solely be lying on Claudio Pizarro pretty much for this game, as well as Japanese striker Yuya Osako. And in addition to that, left winger Milo Rashika, who has been phenomenal for them for the last couple of years, joins the likes of Maximilian Eggestein and David Klassen in order to try to turn this Bremen side's fortunes around. But they are going to need a lot of help from that. So far, only Milo Rashika has been able to go above five goals for the team. Osako and Klassen follow that up. Rashika and Klassen and Nuri Shahin, the former Borussia Dortmund midfielder, are tied in terms of overall assists. So, Tom, taking a look more at this overall performance of the Werder Bremen team. I just mentioned how they were kind of injured. How do you think that their overall league results have been so far? Do you think they're reflective of how uh, how poor this Bremen team has had to start their season off? Yeah, of course. As you mentioned, the injuries that they've had to the squad have not helped at all. I think it's a little bit telling when pretty much your second string striker um, on the bench is Claudio Pizarro. Um, we have to give him a special shout out for everything he's done for Bayern Munich, but I mean, he's really pushing towards the end of his career and the injury injuries that have mounted for Werder Bremen have not helped their cause at all, but Bayern should absolutely be licking their lips at this opportunity to bounce back into the win column in the Bundesliga after, um, you know, two consecutive losses, because not only did Werder Bremen just uh, drop points to the last place team in the league, or I should say they were the last place team in the league uh, before this kickoff in Paderborn, 
They lost 1-0 at the Vesha Stadion uh, this past weekend, and that win actually took Paderborn up a spot. Uh, FC Köln are now in the last spot in the, the Bundesliga. Not only that, they have been on an absolutely torrid run of form. I believe they've only won one of their last 10 fixtures in the Bundesliga. And just looking at the at their overall results all of this year, one glaringly terrible, terrible statistic uh, for Werder Bremen. They have not kept a clean sheet in the league at all. Not one, which is very, very, very concerning if you're Florian Kohfeldt uh, and the Werder Bremen board because they have just got all kinds of problems at the back They just that they just cannot seem uh, to sort out. And from a Bayern perspective, as I said, they should be licking their lips and knowing that they have every opportunity to just get an absolute battering here, not only... Have they not kept a clean sheet? Werder Bremen just have such a terrible habit uh, of giving up goals in the second half, I believe. Uh, you know, the late, late goal against Paderborn, uh, one, uh, excuse me, two goals in the second half against Wolfsburg, or no, sorry, I believe it was one, uh, a goal in the second half against Schalke, a, a goal in the second half against Freiburg, and they still weren't able to get a result despite Freiburg being reduced to 10 men, a goal in the second half against Leverkusen, against Erta Berlin. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, to me, this just screams that uh, the stability in the squad is just completely broken, uh, and Kofeld has a lot of work uh, to do to try and get that reestablished, and he has it up against him. You know, he he's shown a preference to have that back line of Augustinson, Gross, Velkovic, and Gabriel Salase, but I'm sure in part it doesn't help uh, with the midfield in front of him if they're not making the right the right tracking back runs. You know, as you mentioned, Klaassen, uh, Eggestein, you know, the onus is probably on them with the lack of uh, firepower that Bremen have up front. You know, I'm sure they get frustrated and they want to join in on the attack as much as they can, uh, especially with the uh, the injuries to the attack that Werder Bremen have, but all those things combined, it just hasn't been working for them this season. Um, and you hate to see a team do so badly. I know Marco Polo won't care <laughs> about that. Um, he's probably enjoying how much Bremen are struggling. But again, from a Bayern perspective, uh, Hansi Flick and his coaching staff will have probably pointed out all these uh, things about Werder Bremen's defense that I've just been speaking of. You know, no clean sheets, giving up goals in the second half. You know, Bayern statistically do score a lot of goals in the first half. So, you know, the onus is on Bayern. You especially uh, with the way Kofeld's going to set up the team. It's obvious that Bayern are going to have uh, more than three, I would say, three-quarters share of the possession. You know, I, it wouldn't be surprising to me to see 80% possession or, you know, 75% possession, 70% possession in the first half. Um, you know, Werder Bremen are going to pick and choose their times to roam forward and, you know, live and die on set pieces. But, uh, again, Hansi Flick will have to be making sure he gets his game plan right so that Bayern don't get too complacent. Now, Hansi Flick is going to have to make some defensive changes at the back, whether he likes it or not. As I went over in one of the more recent episodes of the podcast, he had gone on a five-game stretch, and I believe it went to a six-game stretch, without really making any adjustments to the back line. The only recent adjustments that he made was starting Jerome Boateng over Javi Martinez, but then he brought in Javi, who got a red card, which ended up giving Borussia Mönchengladbach a penalty that gave them the win in the most recent Bundesliga game. So Javi is going to have to sit, meaning he'll probably bring in David Alaba. But even in this most recent game against Tottenham, that back four was Davies, Martinez, Boateng, and Pavard. Granted, 
that Jose Mourinho mentioned that he was going to be starting some younger players to try to get some experience for them. So my hope is that he decides to change up the back line. As much as Alfonso Davies has been really good at left back over the last couple of days, I just think that, at least in the league, it's time for Hansi to kind of shuffle things up a bit. If we saw a back line of David Alaba, Boateng, Pavard, and then Joshua Kimmich in his actual position that he belongs in, then I think that would be a nice way to kind of uh, rotate the squad to bring in a uh, fresher midfield of, say, uh, Thiago, Leon Goretzka, and Thomas Muller, because with Kingsley Coman's injury now, we could easily see either Alfonso Davies or Philippe Coutinho switch over to that left wing spot to fill in for him. So, Tom. First of all, what do you think about the backline situation? And then second of all, who do you think should be starting at left wing for uh, D. Roten this Saturday? I think what Hansi Flick would be thinking, um, especially with not being able to play Javi Martinez at the weekend against Werder Bremen, I think what he's going to do is just go ahead and slot uh, David Alaba right into that center back spot to uh, fill in for the uh, absent Javi Martinez, who obviously can't play in this game, uh, keep Alfonso Davies at left back, Jerome Boateng alongside David Alaba and Benjamin Pavard uh, at right back. And as you mentioned, with the injury to Kingsley Coman, that does leave some flexibility for some changes there, whether he wants to um, keep Thiago and Kimmich as the two anchors in front of the back four, um, and then maybe bring in Coutinho as a wide left player, uh, Thomas Muller in between excuse me, Thomas Muller as the center attacking mid, Serge Gnabry on the right, uh, maybe Lewandowski. Well, not maybe Lewandowski, but obviously Lewandowski um, as the number nine striker. But what I would like to see, you know, as you mentioned, I think Davies has showcased uh, a lot of what his speed can do, and I would like to see uh, what that can produce from a more advanced or a more forward position. Um, so there are options there. He could easily slot Kimmich back to the right back spot, push Pavard to the middle alongside Boateng, uh, put David Alaba back in the, the left back natural spot, um, and then that frees up some options in the midfield. But I think that, um, you know, just with what Hansi Flick has shown, I just really have a hunch that he's just going to go ahead and swap out Martinez and David Alaba in that center back position as much as I would like to see you know, perhaps from right to left, Kimmich, Pavar, Boateng, uh, David Alaba, and then uh, perhaps Thiago Kimmich just in front of him, and then maybe uh, from left to right behind Lewandowski, Davies, uh, Muller, Coutinho, or Coutinho, uh, Muller, Davies, or perhaps even Coutinho, Muller, uh, Gnabry, Lewandowski, and then maybe bring off Davies from the bench, um, who has been playing quite a bit, and, you know, we saw against Tottenham those recovery runs, you know, he's got a lot of minutes under his legs, and he's quite arguably one of the fastest players on the team. I saw a lot of people on social media comparing him to uh, Usain Bolt uh, with that recovery run he made uh, to catch uh, Sun Hung Min against, uh, against Tottenham. It was a fantastic run. Um, not only just the speed he reached, but how quickly he accelerated. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, oh, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but just uh, seeing the nuances and the decisions that Hansi Flick has made, I, I do just kind of see him, um, especially since he didn't even list Alaba as a sub against Tottenham. 
Uh, I just see him going ahead and putting Alaba in that uh, Javi Martinez center back position since he won't be available uh, and keeping Kimmich in the midfield as much as I would like to see him perhaps rotate that. But uh, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. And then obviously, as you mentioned, he has those choices to make in the midfield uh, now that uh, Coman is out. Does he want to start Perisic uh, in that wide left position? Davies, Coutinho, maybe even Muller, but we all know that's probably not his best position. So yeah, we'll have to see what Hansi Flick does there um, in front of the the back four. Last thoughts for this episode, Tom, uh, final score prediction? This one, I think this is going to be the game that uh, we've all been waiting for. We had a good performance against Tottenham, a 3-1. While it might have been a glorified friendly, we got into the right uh, mental mind frame, getting back in the win column. I think that uh, Bayern can fully take advantage of Werder Bremen's weaknesses and you know the fact that they haven't been able to keep a clean sheet. I would say that uh, Bayern will win this one. Uh, I'll take 4-0 uh, Lewandowski brace um, in the first half. I'll go bold. We need this bold performance. We need to get back in the win column in the Bundesliga very desperately um, and, and get back with a statement win and uh, increase that goal difference. Well, I sure hope that that result really comes in. We desperately need it. And for all of the most recent game information, lineups, highlights, and reactions after this game, be sure to check out BavarianFootballWorks.com. You can follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks. You can follow me on Twitter at Jefferson Fenner. You can follow Tom on Twitter at TommyAdams71. And as I mentioned, you can find all of the best Bavarian and German soccer content at BavarianFootballWorks.com. Be sure to like, rate, subscribe, and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can download and get your favorite audio content. So until next time when we release a full episode of the Bavarian Podcast Works show, we will see you later. Auf Wiedersehen.